And welcome to the bi-monthly Industry 4.0 Community Podcast, hosted by Forkono Solutions. I am your host, Walker D. Reynolds. You guys will notice, different shot today. Uh, that's because we're going to be doing this um, this Arduino Opto over here on the, on the board back there. Um, today, the topic of today's podcast, this is actually going to be a totally different podcast. So if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or any of the podcast app, this is definitely a video you're going to want to come back over to YouTube and watch it on YouTube. Um, what we decided to do was do the podcast as an accompaniment of the ChatGPT um, workshop that we're doing Thursday. So we have a workshop that we're doing Thursday, a four-hour workshop where we're going to be talking about how do you use ChatGPT in industry 4.0. This whole the whole topic of this um, podcast, the vast majority of it's going to be ChatGPT, industry 4.0 impact, that kind of stuff. But one of the things that we're going to do is we're going to uh, we're going to integrate an Arduino Opto using ChatGPT. We will not write a single line of code ourselves. We're going to ask ChatGPT to do it for us. Okay. Um, we're going to get through a couple of announcements. Uh, Zach's not here. He should be here, uh, but he was traveling yesterday, and I think he ran into some um, traveling delays. So it's myself, Vaughn, and then we've got the team, the digital media team in here handling all the different camera shots. So uh, for real quick, why don't we, Joshua, I'm going to switch over and go ahead and let's test this other shot and then we'll get into the podcast. All right. So now what we've got is the Arduino Opto over here and our USB cable set up to our development environment. All right. We're going to get back to this here in 15 minutes or so. Okay. All right, so first things first, let's get through announcements. So the ChatGPT workshop um, is Thursday at 10 o'clock in the morning central. It's a four-hour session that I'm going to be doing. And basically what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be, I'm going to show uh, students how to use ChatGPT for digital transformation, specifically how we've been using it. And, and I actually did a test on Sunday, which we're going to talk about today. Um, we're gonna have talk a, a bunch of different conversations about ChatGPT, um, and I'm gonna keep it high level. But I'm gonna. But when we get into the workshop on Thursday, we're actually gonna go through exact use cases. Okay, um, and I'm gonna talk a lot about ChatGPT today. In terms of, I mean, let me just say this: if you don't think that ChatGPT is the most groundbreaking technological advancement, at least since the iPhone, and most likely since the internet. You're a fucking moron. Full stop. Okay, you're a moron. Yeah, just no way around it. Uh, and I, I was telling my team this last night. We we um we were doing a um we we're doing a brainstorming session about a problem we were having. Okay. And I was talking, we had the whole team in the conference room. We were solving a specific problem in the business. And I was telling them about a conversation I had with a a a kid who's a junior as an he's studying aerospace engineering uh, in the Midwest. He's a junior in college, super brilliant, clearly fucking brilliant. And his position was chat GPT is not all that big of a deal. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to point, I'm going to talk about some things today that hopefully drive home the point that chat GPT is a big deal. I don't make any money off chat GPT. I don't have a financial interest in chat GPT. I can tell you that. Um, I don't ultimately think that ChatGPT from OpenAI, which has taken a huge investment 
from Microsoft is ultimately going to be um, the generative AI that ultimately wins. Because I just don't, I you know, I just don't think Microsoft's um, motivations are in the right place, and and there are a gazillion competitors out there, right? Well, what I can say is that generative AI is absolutely the present and the future, 1000%. And I'm going to hope to drive home that point today. The reason I'm driving it home today in the podcast and in Thursday in the uh, workshop is, you know, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm a business guy, right? So I, I'm never looking at the, the eight inches in front of my face. I'm always looking at the two steps you know, two quarters from now, three quarters from now. That's where my whole mindset is. I can handle problems that come up in front of my face. But moving forward, you know, looking forward, it is very obvious. Here are some basic conclusions that that anyone in my position, by the way, everyone in the tech industry has come to these conclusions too. 50% of the people who live in our country will be, un, will be unemployed. I mean, that's just a absolute statement of fact. There's no way around it. 50% of the people in our country will be unemployable, right? Um, the, the people who will be employable in our economy are going to have higher IQs, 90 and, and above. Right now, it's 72 and above. So literally 50% of the people will have nothing to do other than entertain people, um, do art. <laughs> um, but but they're, they're, there's nothing, no value of, of labor value that they're going to be able to provide to the economy. That is an absolute certainty okay um all the layoffs that you're seeing in the tech industry they're all chat gpt related whether they're abandoning certain technologies because of chat gpt or whether what they've done is they've said oh we can become much more efficient we don't need these ten thousand developers to brute force to brute force uh we can use um architects and developers to work with artificial intelligence to solve problems that used to take a week you can solve those in 10 minutes. And I'm going to use some examples today. I'm going to tell you exactly what my Sunday looked like, what I did on Sunday. It'll blow your fucking mind. I did a month's worth of work in one day, literally a month, one year apart. What I did was I took an example day from, I, I took an example month from one year ago, 12 months ago. And I did everything that I achieved in the month of February of 2022. I did all those things, the major accomplishments in one day. And I was a world-class developer in February of 2022. Okay. I, I was telling my team, Vaughn, for the first time, you know, Vaughn, you, you got to go through that, that exercise yesterday, right? Where we were brainstorming, we had a specific problem and we needed yeah. to brainstorm it. And you saw how I, basically I put JetGPT up on, uh, on the screen in the, in the conference room. And we went step-by-step step through the problem. And after 20 minutes, we had a complete solution that was emailed out to the entire team, step-by-step step, from now until a month from now, right? What did yeah. you think? What, what was your takeaway? Because I, you had commented already. I hadn't seen anything. What was your takeaway? Well, I mean, it just, it, the way that we used it blew my mind because I was already using chat GPT, right? Uh, I'm leveraging that technology and, uh, you know, in the business development side, but the way that we utilized it to basically streamline our brainstorming process to receive the desired result was, uh, was mind blowing. It was, it was totally crazy. You know, it's, it's, it, you know, I'm going to get into the whole, all the topics and stuff here in a second, but I, I want to drive home a point here. 
Okay. The people who should be watching this podcast are the people who are believers and they want to learn. Okay. How's Walker using it? All right. Um, you're not a believer and you need to become a believer. Let me, let me say this. I can't say this clearly enough. Okay. If you are not using chat GPT every single day, every single day, and you are in increasing your fluency with generative AI, that is how you interact with artificial intelligence to get better outcomes faster. If you are not doing that every single day, you are fucking screwed. You are screwed. You are driving off of a cliff. I promise you, you are driving off of a cliff. Okay. Everybody in our team has ChatGPT open all day long. You're, you're literally working with artificial intelligence all day long. If you don't have a chat window open on your phone all day long, you're doing something wrong. If you don't have a chat window open on your side monitor on your desktop all day long, you are doing something wrong. I, I promise you, you're doing something wrong. Okay. I'm gonna ho I hope to dis to demonstrate it today, okay? All right, just a couple of quick announcements. Um, so the ChatGPT workshop is Thursday, four hours, 10 o'clock in the morning. It's gonna go from like 10 to two. Um, if you wanna join that workshop, you can go to iot.university and I think it's ChatGPT workshop. You just go to iot.university and you can click on the thing and sign up. Um, Signups are good until uh, in the morning. Uh, there's no there's no email that has to go out to everybody. So we're, we're going to allow people to sign up right up until the workshop starts. Mentorship call from last Friday is uploaded to IOT.university. Watch so you can start working on Sprint 2. For those of you who don't know, in our mastermind and mentorship programs, this year we're building a virtual factory. Okay, so one of the things I'm going to be talking about in the next Sprint review with the mentees is how they're using ChatGPT to solve their problems. Okay. Manny Casanova, ChatGPT is not that good at ignition, yet it needs to be taught ignition, but it does good with robot code. Amazing. I'm going to tell you something here in a second. I'm going to come back to Manny's comment. So Josh, save that comment to bring it back up in the chat uh, when I come back to this. I'm going to talk about vendors, which vendors are going to live and which ones are going to die. Okay. Um, so uh, we're building a virtual factory and mastermind and mentorship this year. So the mastermind group acts as our product owners, our architects and project managers. They're setting the goals and the mentees are the ones who are building everything. All right. So we've got our simulator just about done for our batch process. And uh, we're building our first visualizations the, in this sprint right now. We're building ISA 101 level one, two and three visualizations. I'm going to be talking about in the next sprint review that, uh, you know, how are you leveraging chat GPT to um, force multiplier work? The next mentorship call is April 21st, that's a Friday, and the next mastermind call is April 14th, the week before. All right, the upcoming schedule of all the workshops and everything that we're doing. So we got ChatGPT on this Thursday, and then Advanced MES Bootcamp, which has been launched, is um, the first session for Advanced MES Bootcamp is April 29th. So the three sessions for Advanced MES Bootcamp are literally standalone. So while the core MES Bootcamp, which is still available, you can do that if you want to, um, the three sessions are completely standalone. Core was designed, was iterative. So you, you need to do all of core. So all seven sessions that we did, they go together. Okay. But in advanced MES bootcamp, what we're doing is we're going to, they're going to stand alone. So you can do all three or you can do them standalone. So the first one is updating core MES to advanced MES architecture. So we're going to build an external, external Python library rather than having our library be part of the gateway scope. 
We're going to build custom MES functions. Likely, we're going to build changeover and defect tracking. We're going to send that in. Okay, we're going to generate pivoted OEE calculations. So right now we do OEE based on a production run. We'll be able to add it in based on a product code. Uh, give me OEE based on product code between this date time and this date time by production line, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We're going to add in the calculation of TEEP and we're going to refactor the, unit, the uh, user interface to exclusively display things that are in the unified namespace. Right now, if you look at core MES, for those of you that did it, our visualizations are a combination of stuff that's in the namespace and maybe calls that we're making to the back end, a REST call or a database call. All of everything you see on the screen is going to come from a what is referred to as an inform informative namespace or a dashboard namespace in the UNS in that session. The second session will be ERP integration and ERP MES data convergence. I actually have a really good uh, story to tell, which I'm going to tell here in a second, um, not ChatGPT related about ERP. And then uh, session three will be enterprise UNS integration to cloud infrastructure. We're going to try and do both AWS and Azure together. Um, if I can, I got to test it and see, can I teach AWS and Azure um, together? But um, all right, with that, let's get into the ChatGPT. Let's talk about the ERP thing. So we're using Odoo for, uh, so we have an enterprise um, Odoo license, and we're using that for our mentorship program. So we're, we're using that for the virtual factory. So the mastermind group, we have an ERP subject matter expertise group, and they're going to build out our ERP. And we're using Odoo, um, Adu or whatever, however they pronounce it. It's a Belgian company. Love it. You know, land and expand, open architecture, MQTT support, no code, low code. It's awesome, right? Anyway, I'll tell this story. Um, the I got an automated email from them the other day. You know, it was one of these, you know, not a, a human didn't send it, an automated email. A human may have wrote it, but it was, you know, I get this fucking automated email. And it basically has, you know, it opens with, um, <laughs> it opens with like you added a user that's not in your license, right? So right now we, I, my license is for, um, well, I didn't know this, but it was for one administrator. I added two users. I added an API user so that I could, so it was just one user. And all I was doing was using that user for the, to make rest calls to the API. Okay. And then. Uh, number two, uh, I added a user called mentorship so the mentees could access and just kind of walk through the platform. Okay. And I got this email, automated email, maybe a week later that said, you have, you added two users that are not in your license. Um, you need to, uh, um, you are, I can't remember what the, the actual word was. I should probably be reading the email, but it basically said, uh, your usage has increased is what it said. Right. Um, and then at the end, it said, and then it had a quote in there for me to pay another whatever, you know, here's the quote, you need to, you need to pay this or delete those users. And then at the very bottom of the email, it said, if you don't do this, we will have no choice but to suspend your database. Okay. So, and by the way, I'm not picking on Odoo here, their response, the way they responded and everything top-notch customer service. I mean, so I, I don't want to pick on them. I just want to point out that somebody was tone deaf sending this fucking email. So I read the email and I'm like, okay, well, no, my usage didn't expand. Just because I added two users doesn't mean I'm using it more. You know, if I added two users, what it should have done was trigger a discussion about why did I ask two users and should I expand my license? It should trigger a discussion. 
But what it triggered was oversight and then basically an ultimatum at the bottom. If you don't do this, we will have no choice. But and I, the first thing I thought was, well, that's not the only choice you have. You, you're not there. There's no law that says that you have to um, turn my database off. Right. So I sent an email back to um, the the there was a sales guy's name copied on that email. And I and I said, listen, this fucking email is tone deaf like whoever wrote this fired them and i wrote this whole long thing i said here are the here's the problem language you should change this language to that you should change this language to that it should it should trigger a conversation this is this is completely tone deaf right um and for god's sakes fire the person who wrote this email then i copied the ceo and um and the chief marketing officer i think he's the markets officer or something their executive assistants on there and just said hey they might want to know that this kind of shit's going out and the CEO reaches out to me. His name's Fabian. He sends me an email yesterday morning. And he's just like, hey, listen, I appreciate it. This is like really important, actionable information. Yada, yada, yada. Now, let me just say this. I want to I want to promote Odoo's customer service because I think the way they responded was exactly how you should respond. The sales guy, his name's Edgar. He reaches out. I had no idea we're sending those type of emails. I'm really sorry. That's ridiculous. Like, I, you know, let's get on a phone call. We're having a call with him right after this podcast. And then the CEO reaches out and says, yeah, you're right. That's that's it's too long. The message is wrong. I have no idea where that email even came from. So I'm going to I'm going to look into it. I apologize. But one of the things that he pointed out, which I thought was really interesting, his name Fabian pointed out in the email was he talked about how Odoo's focus is to use um, artificial intelligence and um, to use artificial intelligence and automation on with with customers who are really really new to the platform. So because because a lot of people will try a in a land and span, expand model, they'll try a platform, they may like it, they may not like it. And the and the the business doesn't want to invest a whole lot of time in somebody who's ultimately not going to use the platform. So they use automation and artificial intelligence for all those interactions. But as your relationship with the business gets more mature, then it's more real touch. It's more there's more real touch points. And I thought that is a way that's one of the reasons Odoo is growing as fast as they are. It was the very first thing I thought when I read the email. I'm like, well, I mean, that's not how SAP does it. <laughs> that isn't how Microsoft does it. It's not how any any of these organizations do it. It's no wonder Odoo is growing as fast as they are. It, you know, Odoo is the ignition of the ERP space. It's the inductive automation of the ERP space. So anyway. We're using Odoo. I had a great interaction with him this past weekend. I, it started out with a stupid email and it turned into a great interaction. You know, we're going to talk to him after this. So for those of you who are using Odoo or, or considering it, I mean, I strongly encourage you to at least take a look at this platform, no matter where you work. Okay. I strongly encourage you to take a look at the platform because it's actually really, really impressive it, to the point where I built an MQTT connector in their no code app environment in their studio. I literally built an MQTT connector, okay? So I had to build two apps, one that connected to the broker and then the one that actually sends the information. And I did all that no code. So it was really cool. All right, with that, let's get into uh, the meat and potatoes here. Any questions here? Oh, actually, Josh, that comment I told you to bring up, bring that up real quick. One of the things I wanna to talk to you about here is, so Manny says, ChatGPT is not that good at ignition, yet it needs to be taught ignition, but it does good with robot code amazing. Manny, here's my response to you. You're asking the wrong questions, okay? 
ChatGPT is exceptional at ignition. Okay. Here's why. Here, here's the things that ChatGPT is going to be exceptional at. And I want to point something out here. If you're a vendor, if you're an organization who is really bad at documentation, so we've all worked with software where we go to the support section and the support section is like behind a paywall or you can't access support without signing up for something, okay? If you're one of those companies or you're a company who just has shitty documentation altogether, then you're in a lot of trouble because right now, and we're going to do this, we're going to ask ChatGPT, I'm going to give ChatGPT a list of requirements. Here, I want to build something, okay? And here, here are my requirements for building it, okay? Here are my requirements for building it. And ChatGPT, I'm going to be using you to do the development. So I don't, I'm not going to write any code. I'm going to rely on you to write the code. So based on the knowledge you have access to, I want you to list the five platforms that are best for you to build this solution in because I'm not gonna be writing the code. Now, Manny, if you had proposed that, and what you said was, I'm looking for an IIoT platform that can talk MQTT, OPC UA, REST, SQL. It has a, a visualization layer, so I can build visualizations. I can do data analytics. You put your list of requirements. You say, list the top five platforms that you are best working with. Team, those of you who saw me do it this morning, which platform was number one on that list? Ignition. ChatGPT said, pick Ignition. It's the one I'll be the best with. You want to know what number two was? I, if I remember them in order, it's Control X by Bosch. Number three was MindSphere by Siemens, right? Number four was, crap, help me here, Cheryl or anybody. I don't remember what the fourth one was. I don't remember what four and five was, but they were all platforms. They're all the platforms we talk about here. Okay. Um, what I would say is this, Manny, ChatGPT is exceptional Ignition. You want to know why? Because Ignition's documentation is all public. If you're, doc if you're a software vendor, if you're a hardware vendor, if, you, if what you want to do is have ChatGPT funnel potential customers to your solution, the first thing you need to do is you need to publish the informa information ChatGPT needs in order to work with your solution. That's, you know, and, and look, and you know who didn't show up? And it, Dave Hellier will say this from, frame, from Tatsoft. Dave is always complaining, hey, we're always behind the eight ball on the documentation. The documentation I get from them is great. But in terms of what's available publicly in real time, sometimes that can be a problem, especially because they're advancing the platform so fast. It hurt, it hurt Tatsoft in this situation, in that question with ChatGPT. Um, and then there was one other one in here. Somebody asked the question, will ChatGPT increase or decrease critical and innovative thinking? Okay. It's gonna, it's the answer is yes and no there. Okay, so whoever said Josh or whoever said yes and no, Josh, it's gonna decrease critical thinking for the people who try to use it to do their work. Okay, if you treat chat, chat GPT like an apprentice who knows more than you, so that is the apprentice knows the details. Okay, if you treat chat GPT that way, then the answer is no. If, and I'm going to show you some of the conversations I've had with ChatGPT to build this solution. I'm going, to I'm going to show you exactly how I built it here in a second. All right. So first thing I want to start with is um, let's get into the Arduino demo and then we'll I'll answer questions from you guys. All right. 
So number one, let me pop over here. I've already got this demo running. So for those of you who have access to our MQTT broker in the cloud, you actually can go, actually anybody can, but if you go up there, I have the Opta, that the Arduino Opta that's on the board over here. It is publishing our demo program in the cloud right now. It's running. And what I'm gonna do is we're gonna rebuild the program from scratch. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna load a demo program back into the PLC, okay? So, but I'm gonna show you what we're ultimately gonna do. I don't think we'll do this simulator because it'll just take, it'll probably take us 30 minutes and I wanna only spend maybe 15. But what we'll do is we will have ChatGPT write our program that is going to connect to the Wi-Fi here in my office. Okay, so the first thing that the program will do is connect to our office Wi-Fi, okay? Then what it's gonna do is it's going to package a bunch of information about the Wi-Fi together. So what is its local IP? And then every five seconds, it's gonna update the signal strength and it's gonna publish that signal strength to our MQTT broker in the cloud. Those of you who use the our public broker, you can go ahead and subscribe. You can go up and look at this, this right now. I also have a simulator running that I asked the program to write, where if I write a one or the word true into enable, then a simulator will start running. And every five seconds, this increment topic will increment one. Everything that's in the Arduino sketch was written by ChatGPT. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna show you how I did it, the, the questions that I asked, all right? So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna write a zero back in there and it'll reset our simulator. I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna kill Explorer. And then what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna load a, um, a demo in, oh, hold on. I'm gonna do, let's go ahead and do, um, I'm gonna go ahead and install the Wi-Fi web client into our, our board. So I've got the Opticom 3 up, all right? And um, we're not gonna have any, I'm not gonna put the uh, password or anything in there, okay? It's empty. I'm not gonna put anything in there. All I'm gonna do is I'm just gonna go ahead and compile this. And so what's happening right now is over the USB cable here to the Opti Wi-Fi, we are, we're, we're getting ready to load a, a demo program into the PLC. So when I open my broker back up, there will be nothing going to the broker. And then we're gonna ask ChatGPT to write this program for us, okay? So it's compiling the sketch right now currently. and then we'll go ahead and download it. It's always best to compile the sketch first, just to make sure it compiles and no errors. For those of you, right, if you wanna get an Arduino Opti right now, you can't, they're all sold out. Literally they sold all of them out in like three days. All the versions, the 485, the Modbus version, the Bluetooth. I have the Wi-Fi version, I have two of them actually. One they sent to me as a demo, one I bought on my own. They're $206 shipped to the door. I'm currently benchmarking and uh, demoing the Opta. It's incredible, it's crazy. I mean, it's just huge game changer across the board. But what I wanted to do is I wanted to kill two birds with one stone. And I wanna show you how I use ChatGPT, right? So, um, and by the way, the first program that we wrote, all right, so the first program we wrote is uh, was originally using the I.O. 
So there, there is a program where we're monitoring a digital input and we're writing to a digital output if we push a button on that digital input. But for purposes of this demo, it's just better that we don't use the digital I.O. at all. So right now the program is trying to connect to the SSID, but it doesn't know the SSID because I didn't fill any of that out. If we go back to our broker, so if we go back to Explorer and we connect to our EMQX broker in the cloud, there's nothing there. So you'll notice the PLC isn't is no longer publishing to our device in the cloud, right? All right, so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go ahead and close Explorer and we're just gonna go over to ChatGPT and I'm gonna ask, and I'm gonna use 3.5 here, okay? Because I already know the libraries that I wanna use. So I, I'm gonna talk to, um, let me do this. Let me open that Wi-Fi client again because we're gonna use that Wi-Fi client as our example. So we've got our Wi-Fi client there. So I'm going to ask ChatGPT, are you familiar with the Arduino Opta Wi-Fi micro PLC? So ChatGPT is going to say, yes, I'm familiar. Okay. All right. So what I'm going to do is I want, I'm going to go ahead and take this sample program that's written over here and I'm going to ask ChatGPT to do something for me, all right? So I'm gonna go ahead and say, go ahead and use this code. So this is what I do. I copy this sample code. I'm gonna say, using the code below, modify, um, modify to connect to an MQTT broker, um, in the cloud. So we'll start there. Whoops. And then I'll just I'll just paste it in. So what we're gonna have to do is we're gonna have to replace the code related to the connect the HTTP server with code that connects to an MQTT broker using the PubSub client library. Here's an example how you can modify the setup function. All right, so what I'm gonna do is this. All right. All right. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and just so what I do is I review the code that ChatGPT writes. Okay. So what ChatGPT did here was they wrote a setup function serial serial. All right. So we're going to Communication with the module failed. Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi, connecting to our broker, to this address, blah, 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 blah. All right. Uh, add in the include statements for the libraries we want to use. I would like, I'd like to paste fetch straight, straight in. All right, so now what it's done, you'll notice in the original code it, it gave to me, it literally, it didn't write it as a sketch, okay? 
Um, so what I've done is I've asked it to write it as a sketch. And then what I'm going to do is I'm just going to pass it in to our code over here, and I'm going to put in the IP address. All right, so we'll go ahead and copy this code. I'm going to go ahead and nuke all this. We'll drop it in. We'll take a look. Good, good. I already I have my Arduino secrets file over here. Um, and then what we'll do is we will... I think I put... I think I put the broker as a secret in the set server. So what I primarily what I'm doing as a developer is I, I could write this program myself, but I can't write it in 45 seconds. I can't write it in 25 seconds. So what I'm doing is I'm using ChatGPT to do all the code writing, all the all the the basic debug. All right. So it looks like right now what we've got is this is going to work. So I'm going to go ahead and we'll go ahead and um put it in our plc it should now connect to our wi-fi once we hit the serial monitor because the arduino secrets file contains the ssid and the password as well as the ip address to our broker but what i'm doing is i know how to write the code the difference is is i can't write it that fast so my role now is to figure out how to ask chat gpt in a language it understands so my job is to ask ChatGPT in a language it understands. All right, so there we go. We've connected to my IntelliC Wi-Fi, and now we've connected to my MQTT broker. Right? And I've only asked it two instructions. But my job is to ask ChatGPT the right question and then review the answer. Okay? All right, so let's go ahead and modify this. All right? Um, um, additions. Um, add MQTT topics that we will publish to our broker. Publish our IP address to Dallas forward slash Opta Wi-Fi forward slash Wi-Fi forward slash IP and publish our um, signal strength to Dallas Opta Wi-Fi Wi-Fi strength um, every five seconds. All right, so now what it's done is it's should be modifying the code. My job is to review the code. A lot of what I'm doing is doing like diffs in um, Sublime Text to see where the deltas are. Um, but my job now is to review the code that ChatGPT is writing. So I'm taking a look here. And I'm going to show you a little, a little trick I use here.
So uh, everything looks good as I'm reading through. The only thing I'm going to do is drop my broker in. Um, I'm going to go ahead and copy this, drop it in. All right, secret broker. We'll go ahead and I'm just going to go ahead and load it because it looks right. Go ahead and connect to our broker. So we're connected to Wi-Fi, we're connected to our broker, and we now have our topics, Opta Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi, IP signal strength, and that should be open. That should be updating every five seconds. The next step after this is uh, I had it write the simulator, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna do one quick thing here. I wanna show you guys one quick thing that I like to do when I'm having ChatGPT write code for me. What I like to do is copy the code that I've dropped in and say this, here's our updated code. I'd like to add an additional feature. Uh, when connecting, when connecting to the broker, publish to Dallas Opta Wi-Fi status, um, the payload online. The reason I like to do this, the reason I like to paste in the updated code is one of the things that I've noticed about ChatGPT is that sometimes it forgets. I don't want to say forgets. It gets its wires crossed sometimes, but not too much. It's my job interacting with the AI to handle oversight. Okay. But what I do want to say is this, we probably spent, I don't know how long on this, maybe 15 minutes right? It's 1140, probably spent 15 minutes on this. And I did in 15 minutes, a demo that most people would spend a weekend working on. Okay. Um, if you're, if you're doing this long form, you can't compete with me, which once I paste this in, we upload it, we test it one last time. I'm going to tell you my Sunday story and then I'm going to answer questions. Okay. But we're doing in 15 minutes what people used to do over the course of an entire weekend. This is, you know, hobbyists, hackers would spend all weekend doing this. Uh, everything looks good. So I'm going to go ahead and just load it in. And we will, uh, we'll grab our, we'll connect to our broker as soon as it starts loading. So the broker will be clean. One of the, if you want your values to persist, all you gotta do is say, "Hey, listen, I want this this topic, I want this topic to persist, and I don't I don't want these other topics to persist." All right, it's loading in right now, so I'm gonna go ahead and connect to the broker. Let 
looking at our serial monitor, it's connecting to the network. Now we've connected in, Opto Wi-Fi, status is online, IP address, and signal strength. All right, Josh, I'm going to switch back over to the monitor. All right, comments, questions, concerns. All right, jo Josh, what questions came up? Yeah, uh, Sean Arney, I'm using the Arduino IDE version one, but uh, the Opto Wi-Fi works with version one, version two, and the PLC IDE. I just happen to have it using IDE one. All right, for people who don't have much coding experience, would it be best to still devote the inefficient time to try to poorly at coding and then ask ChatGPT its opinion on improvement? Yes, in fact, we're, Amy, that's one of the things we're gonna talk about on Thursday is let, if you're not an advanced coder, how should you approach this? And, and, and based on your maturity, your, your development maturity, you're gonna use ChatGPT differently. When we talked about the critical thinking piece, are we gonna lose critical thinking skills? The answer is if you cheat and you have ChatGPT do for you something you don't know how to do at all, okay? You don't know how to do at all, you will not learn how to do it. I already know how to write this code. Okay. Uh, Marco Donovan, I'm going to, I'm actually going to let, I would, if Jared was here, I'd have him answer that question. Here's another recommendation we're going to make. Use uh, 3.5 to do all your initial coding to start. So you have use 3.5 to do all the coding. It's faster. It flies along. But then what you do is you take the, what you res, your result from 3.5 and you put it into G, uh, GPT-4 which is going to be a slower response, but much more reliable. And you're going to get the opinion of G GPT-4 on what GPT-3.5 told you to do. Where can I learn more about how to utilize chat GPT to be more efficient with my work? Okay. I mean, right now, let me say this. There, I, I mean, one of the things, my Twitter feed and stuff is just inundated with questions. You know, hey, you know, people purporting to be experts on you know, chat GPT. Okay. And, and by the way, there are a lot of fucking people out there who are like in, you know, influencers who don't know how to do anything. You know what I mean? There's the old adage that people can't do those who can't do teach. I don't necessarily agree with that. I mean, I know a lot of great teachers who know how to do, but there are definitely, um, there are definitely people who are teaching who can't do. Uh, Marco uh, Dukanovich uh, is Opta compatible with Codasys. It is IEC 61131 um, compliant. Um, I, there's some testing I'm still doing. So before I give you the CODASYS answer, before I give you the CODASYS answer, let me get through my, my um, benchmarking and review. Um, and so uh, Walker, if I was applying for a system developer position at IntelliC Integration and you gave me a test and I crushed, and I crushed it using ChatGPT, would you hire me? Uh, why don't you ask one of my members of my team the answer to that question? Vaughn, do you think I'd hire somebody who crushed it with ChatGPT? Uh, yes. Okay. Why? Let me ask you this question. Why wouldn't I hire you? What would be the reason? And I'm going to tell you this story, and then I'll tell you about my Sunday. So I, I, there was a guy who came and visited our office last week for – and Josh, Josh and Cheryl, make sure you go through those questions. And if there were any questions that came through – that I absolutely must answer. Make sure they go up on the screen when I say any more questions. Um, we had a guy visit from a, a, a large hundred year old manufacturer. You know, they have like a hundred thousand employees, low volume type work, but 
you know, they're in the aerospace industry. He came to visit, he came into town and he said, Hey, I want to meet with Walker. I got, I want to pick your brain on digital transformation. He was talking about his company. And so he comes in, sits in the conference room and he just hammers me with questions for, I don't know, maybe three hours or something. And, you know, and I, what I did was I was trying to teach him basically how digital transformation actually works in like a three hour window. Right. And meanwhile, his, his son was here, but he didn't come to our office till later in the afternoon. And his son was, uh, he was like at jujitsu or something. He's a junior studying aerospace engineering at a top notch university. And when, when, uh, we sent somebody to go pick him up from the gym and brought him back to the office and he was sitting in the conference room with us while we were getting to the chat GPT discussion. Okay. And the importance of using generative AI to, as a lever, as a force multiplier. Okay. And, and how does it actually work and what's the future of work going to look like? All right. Or, and it's not just the future of work, right? Um, it's the present <laughs> and, and the, and his son said, you know, my professor brought us in and, and was basically trying to, you know, convince us that chat GPT is unreliable. You shouldn't use it. And so what, what he did was he posed a question to chat GPT and it was a very complex aerospace engineering question. Okay. Um, you know, some a very advanced physics concepts about aerospace engineering and ChatGPT listed five potential causes of the symptom that this plane saw and symptom and number two was incorrect Th from a theoretical and practical perspective ChatGPT put the wrong answer in there but four of them were right but one of them was wrong and the conclusion that the professor came to is that ai isn't all it's cracked up to be Okay, so don't use it. And I told that kid, your professor's a fucking moron. And that's exactly what I said. What I said is, is your professor is a moron. Okay, it doesn't mean he's a bad person, but it means he is not, he is absolutely 1000% dead wrong. You're, you knew number two was wrong, but you couldn't have given the five answers as fast as ChatGPT did. So if someone comes to you and asks that, poses that same question to you, you can't give the five answers at the same rate ChatGPT did, but you can filter out the second one like that. And that's your role. The role of the human being is to know how to ask the question, how to filter out the bad answers, okay? And how to get to the result faster than anyone else, okay? Let's talk about my... Uh, you know, Dwayne, uh, unable to attend the AI or the event. Will you post it for a review? Cheryl, Josh, I don't know how we're handling that. I'm, I'm to, Dwayne. I'm almost certain the recording just stays there. So, I mean, it does with every other seminar. So I bet obviously you, people are going to benefit if they see it live, but obviously if you, if you're part of the workshop, you, you'll have access to the recording. Um, let's talk about my Sunday. So I, I, this past Sunday. I did a test. Okay. Uh, I need somebody to, Hey, Jared, will you come in into the studio and grab the AI camera and bring it over to me, please? All right. So I did a test Sunday. I wanted to, I wanted to achieve three things on Sunday. I wanted to build the back end of a brand new product. I wanted to build my vision system from scratch in one day. 
And then I wanted to send out my end of week report to my entire team, which normally takes me, if I write it myself, about three hours. Okay. So we have a new product. We have a full strength.ai, which is one of my companies, which the vision systems from has a, a new product coming out. Okay. And that product is for strength athletes. You can, you can go into the gym, you can select from your, the workout program you're working on and, and what the application will do, will give you a list of the exercises that you can do on that day. And in what volume it's basically what the app's doing. So, and depending upon which program you're on, which, what program you're doing. So like say repetitive method, or, you know, there's many, many lifting programs out there, depending on which program you're in, you're going to get different results when you go into the gym and say, okay, what is it? I'm at the gym. I'm ready to work out. I'm on this program. Today's Tuesday. What are my options? Okay. So what I did was I sat down with chat GPT and I've, I've developed many products in my life. Okay. In my career, I've never built one in one day before. And on Sunday I built two. Okay. So on Sunday, I, I proposed to chat GPT, my idea. And I said, give me the development steps. Okay. But now I've done product development before I know the steps, right? So, and I said, I don't have to capitalize and I don't need any investment and I don't need any seed money, angel investment money or series A funding. So leave all that out. I'm going to capitalize it myself. ChatGPT listed correctly all 13 steps to deliver a product and correctly ascertained what the first step was, which is I have to build my back end. Once I've settled on the product plan, I have to build my back end. I said, great, let's start with step one. Let's build the back end. You tell me all the tables I'm going to need for this application based on these two sets of users and these two sets of functions. ChatGPT built the ERD for me. And then I said, now create the create statement. So I had the create statement for all 13 tables. And then what I said was, what do I need the progress table for? If I have exercise history, what do I need the progress table for? And then ChatGPT then justified why it is we needed the progress table, which is basically a transaction that aggregates, you know, weight, height, dim dimensions with exercise history, pulling out one rep maximums across the other ones to combine them together in a progress table. I said, great, created the tables. In 45 minutes, I was completely done with the back end, and it was time to pivot to building my vision system from scratch. So my goal on Sunday, but you guys may know, it took eight months to build the vision system. Took me eight months long coding it to build the vision system. I built the whole thing on Sunday, the entire thing. Now, was it a pain? Was it a struggle? Absolutely. It was a pain. It was a struggle. It took four, four and a half hours to build the entire system. This camera right here, I can plug into a USB port. I can run the Python code. It is going to look at a person in the field of view and identify whether they're starting to do a deadlift. And then it's going to write all their ergonomic. It's going to literally put a red dot on all the joints and draw a green line between the red dots. Now, it doesn't do any of the velocity calculations, none of that stuff yet. But it does identify whether you're doing a deadlift to a 90% accuracy or above. Moreover, ChatGPT picked a different human pose estimation model than what I was using. I was using open pose. ChatGPT said, no use human pose estimation 0007 because it's more optimized for the CPU and GPU you're running in your computer. But it required that I tell ChatGPT which CPU and GPU I was using. ChatGPT didn't ask me the question. It didn't say, 
what CPU are you using? What GPU are you using? It required me to give ChatGPT the information it needed. At the very end, four hours in, four hours in, the camera worked, everything opened. It, it drew red dots and green lines on the screen, but they weren't on the human being. And ChatGPT was having a real great difficulty debugging that specific problem. So what I did was I went to OpenVINO's uh, webpage. I went to Model Zoo. I went to the 0007 human pose estimation folder. And I took the YAML file and I literally copied all the text in the YAML file, which is the README. In this case, they didn't use a markdown, they used the YAML. And I pasted the YAML file into ChatGPT and ChatGPT said, oh, I got it. Thank you for putting, giving me that documentation. It's this list of values that's wrong. Negative three, 32, 53, negative one should be negative three, number, number, number. And then it worked. And in four and a half hours, give or take, my vision system was done. Then at 4.57, my alarm went off. I walked over to my desk. I took the report that I send out every Sunday night to my team. I copied the entire report. I pasted it into ChatGPT and I said, I have to send out this report to my entire team. I need you to write it for me. And what I want you to do is here's the updated value. So wherever there's a screenshot, what I want you to do is put insert screenshot here. And for all the list of the data, of the, so that is um, all of the, the metrics, the KPIs, that this KPI now equals this. This KPA now equals this. And I literally pasted that into my team email, sent it out to the whole team, put all the screenshots in, sent it out to the whole team, and none of them had any idea that I didn't write it because ChatGPT4, which I used, used my voice, took the way I wrote the email and rewrote it back to me in my voice. I did a month's worth of development, a month's worth of development, and I did four hours of administration in one day. How can you compete with me? If you're not doing that, if you're not doing that, there's no way you can compete with me. It's not possible. It's not possible. You should see just what Jared has done this morning. You should see what just Jared, who is the youngest member of our team, he's 19 years old. Okay, he's brand new. This is his first job ever. You should see just what he's done this morning with ChatGPT. Fully planned out an entire product over the course of three months, including every single metric, every single metric, right down to the task and the, and the, and the role, out three months himself. Then had ChatGPT put it all into a YAML file so it's literally a burndown. There is no way you can compete with somebody who's doing that. It's not possible. And so the call to action here, okay? If you are not using ChatGPT, you are dying. ChatGPT is not going to take, you know, I want to say generative AI, because I don't think that OpenAI is going to win. I mean, just make something perfectly clear here. OpenAI is not going to win. A, a, different, a different competitor is going to do better, right? There are, there are many limitations of ChatGPT, right? You have to work around those right now. Okay. But, you know, Microsoft and OpenAI is the equivalent of Rockwell and Sesame. The moment Rockwell is a partner with Sesame, Sesame's dead. 
So the moment Rockwell, Microsoft is a partner with OpenAI, OpenAI is going off, going off the cliff, right? There will be another competitor, okay? There will be another competitor. But what you need to be doing is working on your fluency right now all day long you have to learn how to ask the questions if if i were to bring jared in here and have him get on the mic and have him tell you how much he's grown because he's 19 he's young in the last seven days we, we, we we've seen with our own eyes in the last three weeks what he's done it's five years of work experience easily five years of work experience there's just no way to compete yeah, the reports he puts out are impressive. All right, comments, questions, concerns. Let let me. I want to ask two questions before we get off. Um, Amy, this is insane. Life sciences projects are eighty percent repetitive documentation. If they recognize Chat GPT, their project timelines would be reduced by magnitudes. And, and let me say this: I'm gonna. And I told Cheryl that I would promise this. What does it mean for our organization? Okay, so. What is IntelliC integration? So I don't run IntelliC integration. I own it, but I don't run it, right? I have a team that runs that company. Our goal, our goal is to be the first integrator to do a $250,000 integration project for $10,000. That's our goal. That's our stated goal as an organization. And what we're going to do is we're going to find a project that we did in the past for $250,000, and we're going to figure out we're going to look for that project and then we're going to use chat gpt to get it done in 10 grand and and i'm telling you this right now you look at certain feature sets i went back and looked at some of our statements of work certain functions that were built that were 160 hours it was basically a man month where it was literally a man month that was quoted where i could easily do that entire function in less than one day now easily easily so now 160 becomes eight hours. Okay. Uh, what's the future of Wipro, Capgemini, you know, these, these service companies that provide IT services? It's human architects for AI technology. You're the person who's interacting with artificial intelligence as the force multiplier. You're the one who's, you're the one who's reviewing the result. You're the one who's fine-tuning the request until you get to the, the optimal outcome. That is going to be the fastest-growing market. If you're a vendor, if you're a vendor, you're a hardware vendor, you're a software vendor, first thing you need to do starting tomorrow morning, get all your documentation done and make all of it public. Make all of it public. Because you, the next time they train the model, the model's trained up to September of 2021, the next model is going to get trained up to almost, you know, they're going to get to a point where they're going to be trained in the model effective last, you know, the, you know, March 1st. You want to make sure that your documentation is included. Because right now, if you don't have public documentation out there and a consumer uses ChatGPT to help them make a decision, ChatGPT cannot recommend something it doesn't know anything about. And if that doesn't blow your fucking mind as a software vendor or a hardware vendor, all you people who are like monolith, you know, keep everything hidden, you're fucking dead. You are dead. You are absolutely dead. If your focus is not open, especially on the documentation side, you're fucking screwed. Tell me how you compete.
Tell me how you compete. ChatGPT is the most groundbreaking technology, in my opinion, since the internet. But at a minimum, since the iPhone, it's that big of a deal. And what I want to know is this. This type of podcast obviously was different. We don't normally share the screen anymore. We don't do that kind of stuff. Was there anybody who came on here who wasn't a believer who's now a believer? Is there, Was there anybody who came on here who didn't know how to leverage it that knows it a little bit better now? And by the way, I barely scratched the surface there. I tried to only dedicate 15, 20 minutes to this. All right, awesome. Josh, Cheryl, any other questions I got to answer here? Ba-ba-ba. Mario Ishigawa, the professor didn't get the point. To leverage ChatGPT, your role is not to test its intelligence or prove it wrong. It is to understand how it works as a tool so you can do a better job. Yes. 1,000%. Um, Manny, Manny. All right. Anything else that popped up here? This is eye-opening, David King. Oh, awesome. All right, everybody. Pasting your corrections back in is a crucial step in getting the result. Yes, it is. 100%. I would say if there's anything you take away from this, let's say you were already a believer. When you're using ChatGPT to help you write code, for example, make sure that you paste in the code, the updated code. Say, this is the updated code. Now I want to I change this way. Because ChatGPT will reference what you pasted in there. It won't reference its memory on what it wrote. Uh, not only did it know OptoScript, it solved the programming question. Unbelievable. Yes, it did. Awesome. All right, everybody. I appreciate your time. Um, for those of you who do want to attend the, the workshop, you can go to IoT.University. Um, also, those of you in Mentorship Mastermind, oh, definitely in the Mentorship Mastermind, we're going to be using, I'm going to be talking about ChatGPT and Virtual Factory a lot this year. This was sort of the, the launch point for that, okay? So in your head, everybody, starting today, there should be a chat window open all day long. It should be on your phone. It should be on your phone, and it should be on your desktop all day long, all day long. All right. Thank you for watching. Like, subscribe, share this video with somebody you think might benefit, and we will see you guys.